his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We should not be okay with this kind of language. Uh, When you talk about poisoning the blood of Americans, let that sink in, that comment. And what I want to hear from supporters of uh, Donald Trump today is if you're okay with that, and if so, why? Is it just that words don't matter? That the bluster, I mean, we all know that. He's said so many things over the last several years when he was president and when he was not that are just outrageous. And they draw the ire, yes, uh, to quote a term, they trigger liberals, they trigger the left, they trigger centrists, they trigger people who, like myself, I put myself in this category, a fairly moderate, middle of the road, I don't assign myself to either party. But I don't want a leader using that phrase. Poison the blood. If you missed it, Donald Trump, uh, speaking to a rally this weekend uh, in New Hampshire, referring to uh, not only uh, the problem of illegal immigration, and it's a problem, It absolutely is a problem, 100%. It's something that needs to be dealt with. But to suggest again that illegal immigrants are poisoning the blood of Americans. I mean, do you read history? Do you understand history and why that's a problem and why, yes, words are a problem? Here's a little uh, sample from... uh, the former president's rally, which he said those words to a a group in New Hampshire. We got a lot of work to do. You know, when they let, I think the real number is 15, 16 million people into our country, when they do that, we got a lot of work to do. That's a problem. They're poisoning the blood of our country. That's what they've done. They poison mental institutions and prisons. Poisoning the blood of our country. There have been many, many, many references, you know, when Trump was the president to, oh, yes, I know, it's another, and we always say this, you know, anytime you make the Hitler connotation, like, uh, that's, that's an extreme, extreme reference that really, if at all, does not really make a connection, that, that it, it's a bridge too far to say, okay, he's the next Hitler. But those words, I mean, it's right from the playbook. 
And then later in that speech, too, he's quoting Vladimir Putin to talk about how the American democracy is corrupt. Coming from Vladimir Putin, and we're quoting him. And again, I, I've said it many times. I, want, I don't want Trump to run. I don't want Joe Biden to run. I'd like two different options next fall. And I'm hoping that we still will still see that. I don't know how that happens. But just those words, and I just want to know, obviously I'm not a fan of Donald Trump. That's fine. I don't, so I'm, obviously I'm coming at this with a, with a view, if you support Trump, that you think, well, that you're biased in that, and that, but what's your excuse for that? Why are you okay with those words? Six five one four six one nine two two six. And I'm not. I'm just. I'm. Not, I'm. I'm honestly. I'm being earnest. I. I. I want to know why you are okay with those words. Is it just because they're just words? And if that's the case, really, we don't care anymore. Like what our leaders do or say. Do you think Ronald Reagan would have said that, or any upstanding American leader would have said something like that? Leaders who say stuff like that usually are left on the dustbin of history of, as failed. Autocrats. We don't accept words like that from our leaders. Not in this country. So why do you accept it from him? 651-461-9226. Adam, I think it's much worse to say, if you don't vote for Biden, you ain't black. Really? Uh does Trump forget that his grandparents were immigrants? Do we all forget that most of us come from immigrants? So why are you okay with that? If you read history, if you know history, words like that matter. Absolutely. And he's telling you what, he's, what he is. Jordana said it many times. By the way, Jordana's off today. I think you could call the next two weeks not the Adam and Jordana show. It's the Adam or Jordana show. Yes. <laughs> because it's going to be uh, me today, Thursday and Friday, and Jordana Tuesday and Uh, Wednesday but she says it all the time when people tell you they are believe them Uh, so why are you okay with it and I'm asking that honestly if you want to call me and tell me that saying I I can put this aside because I believe in Donald Trump and I believe what he did as president will do it again okay you the floor is yours you can explain to me why that why you why 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 you accept that uh, Adam, anyone familiar with the last 100 years of history knows that the term poisoning the blood harkens back directly to horrible eugenics movement in America. It rejects the doctrine that all humans are born equal. Hey, Adam, play the whole clip so that your listeners, including me, who didn't hear it live, can get the whole comment in context. You started talking way too soon and shut it down. Let's hear the whole clip. All right. Should we play it? We're picking up. Let's play it right where we left off. And he's uh, started talking about the wall. All over the world, not just in South America, not just the three or four countries think about but all over the world they're coming into our country from africa from asia all over the world they're pouring into our country nobody's even looking at them they just come in Uh, the crime is going to be tremendous the terrorism is going to be terrorism is going to be and then we built a tremendous piece of the wall and then we're going to build more and uh the election was rigged and we uh didn't do it but i figured they'd just throw it up would have taken three weeks it was all built it was all ready to be just hoisted up the exact wall that the Border Patrol, who are incredible, Brandon, Judd, and all of the people at Border Patrol, that's exactly what they designed. They had the anti-climb bars. They had everything. And you know what they did? They didn't want it to go up. They sold it for five cents on the dollar. Can you believe it? All of that stuff. 
It's a very sad thing. Well, he starts rambling there. But again, I'm sorry. That's not just a throwaway line, just throwing. He said it before to a conservative outlet. It's not something that he just threw in there, poisoning the blood. That is a line that is intended to be in there. Um, so it's not just a, a throwaway line. There's something very methodical about putting that line in there. Uh, they accept it because they think it's a fair price to pay for what they want to get. Sellouts. That's somebody referring to uh, his supporters. I'm okay with it because he's talking about those crossing the border illegally in high numbers. Again, that is a problem. 100% is a problem. It's also a problem for other countries, too. Migration, uh, people fleeing um, oppression, war-torn countries. They're going to different countries. They're going to our countries. They're going to a lot of countries. It is a problem. And whether or not uh, there is a, a deal is done, I don't, it doesn't look like it's going to get done before the uh, holiday break. Uh, it has to get done. It's being tied to um, the aid in Ukraine. Again, I've said this so many times. There's a reason why we haven't fixed immigration. It's because both sides can use it politically. And they do. Uh, and which is what the former president is doing here. But to this extreme, really? You have to go to the poisoning the blood? You're okay with that words? You're okay with those words? Especially considering how they've been used in the past? I'm not. I'm just sorry I'm not. And I, Any leader who says that, I'm not okay with that. I'm sorry. 651-461-9226. More of your calls and texts coming up next. Unsurpassed into the next century and beyond. Other countries may seek to compete with us, but in one vital area, as a beacon of freedom and opportunity that draws the people of the world, no country on earth comes close. This, I believe, is one of the most important sources of America's greatness. We lead the world because, unique among nations, we draw our people, our strength, from every country and every corner of the world. That's uh, Ronald Reagan. Very Trumpian, as uh, Lindsey Peterson points out. Not close. That was his final uh, public remarks as president. And yes, I know he's talking about legal immigration. I get that. As I've stated over and over again, we have to do something about illegal immigration. But ask yourself again, too, why it hasn't been done. We've had Republicans in control of both houses. We've had Democrats in control of both houses. We've had Republican president, Republican Congress. Uh, Nothing gets done. A Democrat uh, in the White House, two Democratic bodies, nothing gets done. Why? Because it's it's politics. It's because it drives people to the to the to the polls. I get that, but using language like poison, poisoning our blood. Could you again just listen to what Ronald Reagan just said, and then listen to what Donald Trump said? That's the same party. That's the party of Reagan. I don't think so. I don't think so. And again, you can say, well, he's just, it's just words. Oh, just, uh, just stop being so offended. What if, like, is that what we teach our kids, too, by the way? Oh, it's just words. My kid can say what he wants. It's just words. It's his actions that matter. No, words matter. Words matter. Character matters, which, again, I just don't get it. And I have a lot of friends who are absolute Trump supporters, and if he's on the ballot, they're going to vote for him. If he's running against Joe Biden, they're going to vote for him. And these are people, too, who character matters 
with them and they're good people. I just don't get it. I don't why I don't get why we separate it with this guy. I think about my kids who go to a diverse school and learn and sit next to immigrants every day. And to assert that the kid sitting next to my daughter in class who is here because of immigration or a terrible situation in their country or whatever is somehow poisoning the blood of, uh, I mean, if you just carry that sentiment out, it's just frightening. It's awful. Yeah. And how, how would I tell my kid, like, it's just it's just pure racism. That's what it is. Yeah, it, it, yeah. Because they look different from us. Yeah, they look different from yep. us. Yep. Um. And you can't separate it. Well, he's just talking about illegal immigrants. Well, what? What? what so the illegals that are coming across that want uh, are searching for a better life, and I get not all of them do. Are there uh, human traffickers? Yes. Are are there some of them who come across the border cr- uh, criminals? Yes. But to suggest, I mean, that it's not a, it's not a far reach to suggest uh, if, if you follow that that line of thinking where it goes. Um, Adam, thank you for opening up this issue. My dad was a German immigrant. Melania Trump is an immigrant. Did they poison American blood? Uh, Adam, you need to you you may need to remind people how those words have been used in the past. A lot of people won't know to tie them to Hitler's rise and rhetoric. Rhetoric. Plenty of people are making that connection. Um, they're okay with it because they're haters. This one referring to um, Donald Trump supporters. I'm not even convinced of that. I just think there's so many people that can just separate that from the Donald Trump that they see as uh, a person who led this country and led it well for four years. And I get that. I. I you know when you're when you're constantly told things were fantastic and now they're terrible, whether it's because of uh, inflation or whatever. That just the rhetoric we use. That you know, I I think they're just able to separate that. Do are there some of his supporters that actually want to see? Hey, if he's an authoritarian, if he's elected again and becomes an authoritarian or a, a dictator, great. I don't have a problem with it because he's my guy. Are there some? Supporters, I yes, but I think the vast majority are just able to se- separate that, and I just don't get it. And I guess that makes me soft because I, I feel like words matter. But again, I, I bring it to your own family and people you know. If they talked like that, and, and just if words don't have consequences, we don't teach our kids that. Unfortunately, there is another text, 651-461-9226. Unfortunately, there's a large segment of our population that are stupid and cruel. Forget the blood. He's poisoning people's minds. Um, another text. If you don't vote for me, then you ain't black. Who said that? Yes, I know Joe Biden said that. I know. That's a stupid thing to say. Uh, I don't think it's in the same category as poisoning blood of Americans. Uh, Adam, our grandparents came here for a better life, not to get a free handout. Um, here's another text. How about the man in Shakopee recently who decapitated his girlfriend? Uh, he's an illegal immigrant, multiple crimes prior to the murder, but no one writes about it. Tell those stories. 
Uh, I know the case you're talking about. Uh, that person was arrested and charged. Um, I'd have to look to see if that person was an illegal immigrant. But again, okay, American citizens who are legals who were born here and raised here, they don't commit horrible crimes either, that all the horrible crimes are committed by illegal immigrants. Uh, there's a stark difference between discussing legal immigration and what he chose to say. He knows he fires up his base when he plays on their racism. It's disgusting to see. I I just, again, I just... And it's not like there's going to be an aha moment with Donald Trump or something. And I think a lot of people who despise him or want to move on are waiting for that moment where there will be something he says when everybody will go, oh, geez, wow, now he's gone too far. There's absolutely nothing he could do to, to <laughs> that where we would have that moment. If you've been waiting for it since 2015 or 2016, keep waiting because it ain't going to happen. Uh, it is 928. Uh, we'll leave it there. We might revisit this issue. Uh, I appreciate that. We don't talk uh, politics on this show as much as the other shows, but uh, that one stuck with me this weekend, just thinking about those words and about how I don't think we should accept those words. I just don't. But you may feel different differently, and that's okay. Uh, I guess to a less controversial subject or maybe just a different kind of controversy, the Minnesota Vikings. Let's uh, pick up where the Vikings left off on Saturday, losing to the Cincinnati Bengals in overtime. Brian Murphy, who writes for Bring Me the News and um, uh, Purple Insider, uh, he followed the game. I also want to get an update on why he wasn't with us the week before because he was in Las Vegas for the Vikings and Raider game. You remember that scintillating game? But i got to get up to date on uh, how he experienced Sin City. Brian Murphy coming up next on News Talk 830 WCCO. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Little John Legend uh, Christmas music as we bring in Brian Murphy from Bring Me the News. Purple Insider joins us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Okay, let's get to the uh, the real stuff first before we talk current Vikings. Let's talk about Brian Murphy uh, loose in Las Vegas. That's a story I want to hear. <laughs> a week later, I've already purged the memory. You purged the memory, right? Yeah. What's uh, what happened in Vegas stays in Vegas? Oh, it wasn't all that dramatic. Yeah. Uh, just it was late. Uh, yes. So I, I apologize no, for the late, not at uh, all. you know, well, pulling the pin on Monday morning appearance. Um, well, we, it pay, was, uh, we pay you so much, Brian, that, you know, like. Well, yeah, I figured, uh, you know, I, I have a few get out of jail cards. Yes, on yes, that. yes. The stadium, though, I've seen the stadium from the outside. Um, 
What do you think of that? It's, it's, it's weird because, like, in the baseball stadiums, they all kind of have that similar feel, even though, obviously, different um, different cities have different flavors. I get that from, now, this is the new modern NFL stadium. U.S. Bank, uh, the one in Atlanta, they all have, they, they have a, like, a similar feel to them. Yeah, in Los Angeles, uh, SoFi yes. Stadium as well. It's a very open concept now, which, you know, was kind of conducive to what we wanted to do, which was basically not be relegated to our seats. You know, you yeah. just kind of want to wander. There's so much. Especially uh, that game. There's so much to see. <laughs> Especially that game. Who the hell do you want to sit in your seat and watch that? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's just it's just a different experience yeah. now, I think, and I think the NFL's catering to that, especially with the gambling interest, too. I mean, you're you're constantly wanting to be updated. And you want to kind of be a – you don't want to be just stapled to your seats. So I it it's a little gaudy. You know, they also want to host – you know, they're obviously hosting the Super Bowl yep. as well. So it's not just catering to football fans. It's it's catering – it's an entertainment venue more than a football stadium now. Moving on to uh, Cincinnati. Vikings lose. Uh, the bad play calls. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, I think rightly so – uh, being criticized uh, for his uh, play calling, not only there in the overtime with the two quarterback sneaks or whatever you want to call them, the uh, the tush pushes, but just bizarre calls uh, throughout the game, including when they get down to like the two. I forget what play it was, but they try to pass and just it, it worked. But by some miracle, um, uh, Jordan Addison catches that ball. I think the, lots of questions and rightly so, lots of fair criticism for Kevin O'Connell here. Yeah, no question. I mean, you you know, you I don't know if he's he's coaching scared. I don't know if he's coaching, you know, un, with uncertainty. And look, when you're starting your fourth quarterback of the yeah. season and you're trying to staple together an offensive game plan with backup running backs, a backup offensive lineman and backup fourth string quarterback Nick Mullins, you know, it you don't know it's almost like you don't know what you're going to get on a week to week basis. You don't know what your signal caller is going to be. You don't know what mistakes he's going to make, um, what blitzes he's not going to read. Uh, with with Mullins, I mean, you know, you look at the numbers. I mean, he was fairly accurate, threw for over 300 yards, caught, as you mentioned, a couple of touchdowns. But the two interceptions deep in Cincinnati, Cincinnati territory, they also had a pick six that was negated by a, an offsides penalty. It, it's this is what it's going to be, and it's been that way since Kirk Cousins went out in late October in, in, in Green Bay. You're going to have – Moments of brilliance, mostly surrounded by chaos, because you have yeah. quarterbacks that just, they're not NFL starters. Yeah. There's a reason they're career backups, and you're asking them on a week-to-week basis to, to be the guy. So this is what they have. I'm surprised they actually looked as confident as they did at times offensively. Yeah. I didn't expect them to be putting up 24 points anytime soon. I figured they'd have to rely on their defense and win every game 16-13. to 13. But, you know, there is some hope, I guess, in, in, in Mullins. The fact that, look, they're 7-7, seven and seven, they're still right in the middle of this NFC wildcard race, which Crazy. is chaotic right yes. now. Um, they got two, two games against Detroit. Look, the division's out of reach. But yep. they still got two games against two contenders, the Lions this week at home, and then they finished the season in Detroit with a game in between against Reeling Green Bay at home New Year's Eve. Two out of three? Probably gets you into the wild card position. I don't know what damage they're going to do beyond that, but at least that's something to look forward to over these next three weeks. It is, if you think about it, it is remarkable. The team starts; they one and four to start. 
They lose the, then they go on this hot streak, lose their starting quarterback. Now I've had four different starters. The fact that they're even in the mix, I guess, is remarkable. And entertaining. Yeah. I mean, this is almost like a, a, the third or fourth version of right. the, what this team was yeah. that started in training camp. I mean, they're almost unrecognizable, not only at the quarterback position, but you've seen nobody would have thought that the defense would emerge as sort of the dominant unit that you're going to have to rely on. Again, they they got picked apart in the in the fourth quarter again on Saturday, and that, that's you know that, that's been a little bit of an issue with this defense is that they play strong for three and then waver. Now you can yeah. say that they're on the field a lot. The offense isn't getting first downs that they should to finish to finish off games, and that's certainly been true. Um, it, it, there's really no way to predict anything that this club's going to be doing. It's just going to be kind of bailing wire, chewing gum from here on out on both sides of the ball, and you're just going to have to just buckle in and take it if you can. <laughs> it's just, I mean, the whole league. I mean, you look, it's with very few exceptions. Like right now, okay, the 49ers seem to be head and shoulders the best team in the league. But that could change in two weeks. I mean, we thought that the, you know, the Eagles were, were, were the dominant team. And then you look at like the Cowboys, the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys can't lose at home. Then they just get destroyed on the road yesterday. It's just a very, I, again, going back to the betting thing, why you would want to bet on any of these games, uh, you'd have to have your head examined. Well, and it's so easy now with the apps, right? So yeah. It's so convenient. It doesn't even feel like you're losing money. <laughs> That's right. But I, I, you know, but you're right. The NFC in particular yeah. is so wide open yes. right now. I mean, you could make the argument that San Francisco's the class of the NFC, but it's it's anybody's game after right. that. I mean, after what Dallas did in Buffalo yesterday, the Lions have had their moments where you think they're about to crest, but then they kind of regress. Um, even Philadelphia, as as dominant as they have looked throughout this season and last, they've looked very vulnerable mm-hmm. defensively as well. So. You know, you can make an argument that if you're getting in as a wild card, anything can happen. I don't give the Vikings too much of a chance going on the road against some of those tougher no. opponents. But uh, at the very least, um, you can keep hope alive that you know a nine and eight team this year may have a better chance than any other team than any other year in the NFC. Certainly, and that was going to be my question about how the Vikings, you know, approach the rest of the season because, like yesterday, you know, when you see some of the mistake, you know, you point to Mullins numbers, which fairly good but some of the bad mistakes and you know i'm thinking they're watching this game like why are they not okay try the rookie just to see what you have um especially when you look at okay even if you make the playoffs are you really going to do any damage there so i'm just wondering how the vikings really approach the rest of the season well it'll be interesting i'm sure it'll be a question that'll be posed uh again to o'connell on wednesday when you know when he meets the media again i'm sure he's probably considering that do you want to go back to your, you know, what we saw, you know, we, what we saw from the rookie in Atlanta was good in the first drive, but, you know, he could have been prone to yes. mistakes later in yeah. that game as well. So it's always, the grass is always greener. We know that. I think the reason he stuck, he went with Mullins after the Dobbs experiment, you know, finally cratered in, in Vegas is because he does have the most experience. He does have the most experience within Minnesota's scheme. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, he went to a hall. I wouldn't expect that. I wouldn't be shocked, though, if he did just because he may be looking for another yeah. spark. Uh, moving to the other, uh, the winter clubs here, uh, lots of excitement, both in Minneapolis and St. Paul. Let's start with the Wild. Uh, they jettisoned their coach a few weeks back, and they are continue. 
you know, you get that bump and you're wondering, okay, are they going to come back uh, to reality? But they've uh, continued uh, to play really good hockey and getting a lot of offense, too. Yeah, 7-2 and two under a new coach, John Hines. I don't even know if we should say new anymore. Uh, right. 2-1 shootout win over Vancouver Saturday at home. Vancouver's a really good team, especially offensively. Um, you know, they've allowed, I think it's a league low, 14 goals in the nine games that they played under Hines. They're penalty killing, which had, had was really at the bottom of the league uh, before Evison was fired, has now killed off, I think it's 27 of 31 under Hines, so that's 87%, which would be a top five ranking if that were throughout the season. So it's like, and, and you know, their goaltending is snapped back as well. I mean, yeah. Philip Gustafson has won six of, of his last seven starts and, and is starting to look more like the goaltender who really took over and, and seized the number one job last season. So those are some some good things. Again, the balance scoring that you, that you had mentioned, better special teams. You know, they're still a little banged up. They have defensemen, veterans. Jonas Brodeen's out with a broken wrist for several weeks. Jared Spurgeon's out with a lower body injury, though it sounds like he's going to be traveling this week. They've got, uh, they're in Pittsburgh tonight and Boston on Tuesday. So we might be able to see Spurgeon back. You know, there's still four points out of a playoff position that they dug a, a really deep hole. Uh, but the, it seems like they're, I mean, whatever message Hines is delivering, they're, they're re- responding and they're, Again, they're doing it. Um, they're not just relying on goaltending. They're not just relying on special teams or relying on offense or defense. It's, it's been pretty well balanced. So we'll just see how far they can take this. Yeah, the goaltending is especially surprising because, boy, for a while, it's like, you know, there's been the talk about Flurry about how just, is he, is he, you know, too old now? Is he, this talents? But there was a time where we we're like, oh man, we're Gustafson, we might, they might not have even one number one. And that's been impressive to see the goaltending play. Yeah, and he's especially the guy. He's kind of been streaky throughout his career. I mean, he had a really tough start last season, and you're wondering, well, what was the point of getting rid of Camp Talbot? But he obviously emerged and, and seized that position. And, and you know, he's kind of a he's a big goalie, so he takes up a lot of space, and he kind of likes to play the chess match against shooters and get a little bit more into his head. Obviously, we know what Flurry can do. I mean, he's a little more uh, flashy, and he's a little more experienced. He's a reliable backup, but that's what he is at this point. I mean, he's still chasing Patrick uh, uh, Ra's old all-time victory record. He may get to that this year as a backup. Um, but, yeah, it looks like he's he's destined to be a backup and mostly a ceremonial goaltender at this point. But, you know, they're not going to put him in there if they don't think he can do the job as well. So I think, you know, you're going to see Gustafson getting, you know, three out of every four starts probably the rest of the way. Old friend Jimmy Butler in the Miami Heat and the Timberwolves tonight. The Timberwolves continue to uh, to impress. Yeah, nineteen and five. How about that? First in the Western Conference. So I mean, we're already past the the quarter pole of of the NBA season. And when you get past the twenty quarter pole of any pro season, you've kind of got a pretty good identity of what the team's going to be. Whatever sport that may be, it's kind of baked in right now. Expectations have been set. Look, they they're selling out at home. It's a it's a it's a great vibe yes, at Target. Is. Target Center right now, which is which is unique. Uh, they're, they're traveling this week. They got two big tests. You know, they're in Miami tonight, and then they're in Philadelphia. I believe it's Wednesday night before they come home against the Lakers. So these are they're in a, a stretch too, where they're playing. I think sixteen or seventeen games against winning teams. Now some of these teams have been a little bit shorthanded, but at the at the end of the day, they're they're taking care of business at home. In particular, they're playing strong on the road. Again, kind of like the Wild. I mean, they're getting contributions 
I mean, Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards, they had big production Saturday against, against Indiana. They're, they're playing into their roles. Rudy Gobert is dominating, you know, both ends of the floor. You know, they're getting contributions off the bench from guys like Nas Reed and, and Kyle Anderson. And oh, by the way, they're the, they're the NBA's best defensive team. Mm-hmm. They're a tough team to play against. Uh, and teams are acknowledging that. So, it's, you know, it bears witnessing. I mean, there's a long way to go. A lot can happen in 60 games, but I mean, it, you know, confidence is real and you can, you can sense it around the club and sense it around the fan base. I don't get the impression people are waiting for the other shoe to drop as much as they might have been in, in years past. Right. Now, again, I don't, I don't know if they're going to be 60 to 65 victories. I mean, that's probably expecting too much, but you know, you can bank a lot of, goodwill you can bank a lot of confidence early in the season and that can get you through some tougher stretches uh that you know you're going to probably end up facing as this grinds along yeah and the tough defense too once it comes playoff time that uh, could be a formidable they'd be a formidable opponent for anybody so that that'll be interesting to see hey uh thank you for the time today merry christmas to you and your family sir we appreciate it and we'll uh we'll talk again uh, uh in the new year all right, sounds good. Happy holidays, yeah, everyone. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Brian Murphy, uh, bring me the news in Purple Insider. You can read his uh, work there and get a recap on his trip to uh, Sin City. 949 on News Talk, 830-WCCO. What's the name of this album? This is John Legend. I like John Legend. I do, too. He's got a great Christmas album, A Legendary Christmas. A legendary Christmas. We'll play on his name. Play on his name. Very, very creative. Yes. So we're playing uh, tracks from that album. All day. Your Linda's construction time check, by the way. That is 9.54. Time to get 75% off installation labor on Infinity from Marvin Windows. We've got more ice fishermen stuck on Red Lake. I'll tell you this, and I'm one of them, but I wait until the ice is really solid. I get the appeal of wanting to get out on that early ice or the new ice because the fishing is really good. Don't you think the guys that got stuck out there, or gals, say, oh, said the both. same thing? Yeah, but there, here we are again. It happens every year. 40 to 50 people are stuck on a sheet of ice that broke away from shore, prompting uh, the dispatch of several responders to the scene. This is in Beltrami County on Red Lake. Ice flow on Upper Red Lake. So, you know, you get a little wind kick up, and it breaks away, and suddenly you're on a, a floating iceberg that's kind of drifting away. That's a... Bad day. Bad day of fishing there. Last year it was 200 anglers that were stuck on an ice floe. If uh, that happened to you, Adam, and you know, uh, okay, I'm on this ice floe, I we're drifting panic. along, do, do you, and then the rescue is underway. It's kind of nice. You're also moving terror. It's like you control. You know, part, well, of the, you know, part of the struggles of ice fishing is like you're kind of stuck, stuck on one spot, but you're actually moving. So would you keep fishing? Oh, of course. What else are you going to do? <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. It's like, would you keep drinking too? <laughs> How do you know I'd be drinking in the first place? Oh, trust me, I know. Uh, I know. I know what ice fishing is about. Stop it! Ice fishing is very popular. It has nothing to do with boozing out there. It's about being with one with the outdoors, with yes. the nature. It's about being away from your wife and middle of drink. I will explain. No, my wife comes ice fishing with me, sir. <laughs> I will say this: if you are an ice fisherman or a fisherwoman, ice angler, just pick up all your crap. There's so much pe- people that leave stuff on the ice. It's gross, disgusting. You're better than that. So uh, let's stop that. But, yeah, another uh, 40 to 50 uh, people stuck on a uh, ice floe in Upper Red Lake. All right, we'll take a break. Um, we got quick takes coming up. And also I want to pose a question about 
getting days off at the end of the year because a lot of us we're like we're a lose it or use it use it or lose it company where you have to use your vacation otherwise you lose it that's right you don't accrue it so i'm going to pose a question later on about days of the week to take off when you have to take a day off uh but we have quick takes coming up dj uh what do you got lined up for us uh one of our neighboring states has a quite archaic plan for elections moving forward also Minneapolis St. Paul Airport has some new upgrades to their rideshare program. We'll talk about both those in quick time. It's all coming up. Adam and Jordana, Sans Jordana on a Monday. Stay tuned. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.